That was pretty good when he did that. Um, Death by Toast. That sound, sounds good. delicious. Yeah, yeah. I liked the song more before I knew his name. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even looked at his profile. You know, I normally I give these people's profiles without even looking to see, you know. You don't even give them your award or anything? No, no, no. Dick. I guess dude. I should. That's probably a good idea. Death by Toast, you're the first one. You got about 50 uh, to retroactively reward. Well, they them. better make another one that's good enough to <laughs> get on the podcast. <laughs> I think a few of them may have gotten their award. Like, whenever I remember to, I'll, I'll give them one. Yeah, okay. But I forget a lot. You just make, don't judge me. Making shit up as you go. So how are you guys doing? Good, we're, dude. We're, how are you doing? We're down a person. It's just yeah. uh, Gus, Jeff, and Jack today. Hello. Where's the rest of the office, dude? I don't know. Everyone's been like missing most of the day. Like someone will show up and then they leave, and then someone else will show up and leave. I saw Bernie for about ten seconds, and then he vanished. How did he look? He looked good. He looked rested. He was wearing a pink shirt. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. I think yeah. they were all uh, in meetings regarding our, our new building this morning. He had a pink shirt tucked into jeans. I think it was like a polo, though. All right. I think it's time for an intervention. <laughs> I thought his wife dressed. <laughs> I'll have to pull him aside after this podcast. One cool thing that happened to me this morning, as I was walking into the office, uh, the mail guy was there. He had a big box. And uh, he's like, oh, you, you have a key. Obviously, you work here. He's like, yeah. And so I signed for it. We get it upstairs. It's a box full of alcohol. Before you go any further, what I'm getting from this story is if you hang out around the front of our building <laughs> with a set of keys, UPS or FedEx will just drop anything off. Pretty much, yeah. Well, so uh, anyway, inside the box... I'm going to go hang out in front of the Apple store later yeah, today no with, with some keys. <laughs> inside the box was uh, some alcohol, some Duvel alcohol from a friend of ours. This is Creo, K-R-E-O. He, uh, he says... Uh, what is it? Uh, to Jack and Jeff, this is a sample of real beer, not the dishwasher, dishwater you are used to. Little smiley face. So, thank you. I don't, real, I don't realize you guys drank dishwater. That's gross. That's yeah, delicious. I think he's from Belgium, is that right? Yeah, this is, this is from Belgian shop. So, you got on my case for not giving people who submit a, a theme song my award. Have you given the person who sent you alcohol your award yet? I just walked in the building, dude. That's Give me true. A, uh-huh. Is his username on there? You, you were here to open it earlier. I don't know. And then I had to leave. Well, I, I don't know. Yeah. Stuff. I've got his full name here. I don't want to give his, his real name out, but K-R-E-O is what he signed. Yeah, that's his All right, that's well, his, I'm going right, right to right award I'm, I'm the looking, shit out of that I'm guy. I'm giving you shit because I'm looking oh, at his that profile. Oh, is that him? That's, that's yeah, totally, give him, give I, him my award. All right, there we go. Yeah, give him my award. Fuck you. What the fuck is wrong with you guys? Oh, that's right. So anyway, uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. He, he also uh, said, hopefully this will help the uh, the healing process of your recent theft. So thank you, sir. I appreciate Dude, it. Dude, okay, that was awesome. And for yeah. the record, uh, when Gus and I went to Belgium and uh, the Netherlands last year for an event. I, I didn't go. I'm sorry, Bernie and I. You guys look so much like Bernie and I went to uh, Belgium and the Netherlands last year for an event. Uh, from what I can remember of that event... A lot of it involved Duvel. It's a really, really, really good beer. Yeah. But we got like a box, too, that has two beers and like a glass. So that's very, very cool. I will drink any alcohol that's sent. I don't do it. There's no check. I don't check to see if it's been opened, <laughs> if there's any kind of seal. If alcohol arrives at the office, I will drink first and ask questions later. It's just in a mason jar. <laughs> like that's going to be my new, my new phrase. Drink first, ask questions later. <laughs> so the way to get you a roofie is obviously just to put it in any kind of liquor and you'll drink it. No questions asked. What I'm getting at is Creo was on to something, sending us free booze. Yeah. If, if, if game companies aren't going to send us free uh, video games, which seems to be the story of our fucking lives, as that's how we started Drunk Gamers, uh, at least we can continue to get the free booze. There we go. So so that's a good way to start off the morning. It's a great way to start off the morning. Drunk. So well, what's going on this week with uh, with games? Y'all did an awu in the middle of the street on Monday. Oh, yeah. We did. Yeah, people thought it was green screened or fake. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. I've a lot of that I read. And a lot of people also said... Uh, wow, you guys are in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> and then a lot of other people said, is that the capital? And then a bunch of other people said, no, idiot, that just looks like the capital. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually the capital. <laughs> That's City Hall. Oh, I love the internet. We came into work on Monday. Uh, it was Memorial Day. And they had the they blocked Congress the Avenue road. closed. Yeah. Which is the main thoroughfare through downtown. Yeah, I, I, I found that by accident when I was coming in. I come from, uh, west towards our office and Jeff comes east and I have to cross Congress to get onto it and they had shut down Congress all the way up to UT. I had a hard time last year, like, I, I, I stood there at the intersection of 7th and Congress for about five minutes waiting for a break in bicyclists so that I could, uh, I could cross and get to the office. Yeah, yeah. That, that happened to me last weekend in my neighborhood actually. But, uh, so anyway, we saw that the street was closed down for bicyclists. And once the race was over, 
people, the street was still closed. Yeah. And Jack and I went and talked to a cop. We asked him if we could film in the middle of the street, and he goes, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> he, goes, I, he goes, I don't care. I just, don't make sure you get, don't get me on camera. And I was yeah. Like, All right, no problem. And uh, so then we did it. Yeah. And uh, we actually finished as they were opening the road, and yeah. there were cars barreling down towards us. Yeah, like, us. literally, I, I picked up the camera and tripod as a car was coming up the street at us. A car that was not slowing down. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty awesome. It looked cool. Yeah, yeah it did. It looked fake. <laughs> yeah, it's totally fake. Totally green screen. Which, now you should green screen it all the time. That's true. Yeah, it's a good idea. We have the technology. Um, as, far, as far as what's going on in games this week, uh, I don't know. We've been playing a lot of Skate 3, finding yeah. stuff to do in that, and uh, Red Dead Redemption, of course. Still wrapping up Alan Wake. Um, We've had a few brainstorms of new stuff we're going to work great on. Great ideas. That as soon as this uh, podcast is over, i.e., let's wrap this guy up quick. I want to <laughs> test some stuff out for some new videos I want to do. How about you, Gus? What do you got going on? You know, I've been playing Red Dead Redemption, and I, I just can't get into it, man. I don't yeah. know if it's a problem with me not liking sandbox games or something, but it's just fucking boring to me. Maybe it's that you're running around in territory that used to belong to your people. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Like, I don't know if it's me and sandbox games. Like, I kind of had a similar problem with Grand Theft Auto 4 where I just got bored by the game. and I, Nothing really grabbed me. But there are some sandbox games I liked. Like, I liked the Saboteur okay. Did really? you beat it? Yeah, I beat the, I beat the Saboteur. Huh. Like, it, it was it was enough to hold my attention throughout the entire game. But this one, like, I'm like seven hours in. It's just... You know what it is? Yeah. I know exactly why you like the Saboteur. It's a good game, by the way. I liked it, too. I don't mean to sound like I'm was panning it, it. Was it the boobs? No. Well, that didn't hurt. But you like World War II a lot. I do, I do like World War II. And you were probably... The World War II aspect of the game probably carried you through it by itself. That's true. I'm I'm not a huge Western fan. I like yeah. you know spaghetti westerns, good well enough, I guess. But as long as, long as I've known you, you've been really big into World War II. Hmm, interesting idea. Yeah. Other than that, also you know, also when I picked up uh, Red Dead Redemption, I don't think I mentioned this in the last <laughs> podcast. I, I I couldn't find it at any store near my house, so I had to drive across Austin to a to a Best Buy on the other side of town that I saw had it in stock. So I went and bought it. Drove all the way back across Austin home, back home, and when I got home, I opened the box, and it was fucking empty. <laughs> I so can't believe that. There that's, was no disc awesome. in it, and it was still shrink-wrapped and everything. Did you convince them to yeah, so then take the, it back? It was already after 9 p.m. They were closed. So I had to wait till the next day, then I had to go back to the store, and uh, I walk into the store. You know, they have, like, the security guy at the front shoplifters. I walk in, I'm like, hey, I need to, you know, return this. And he goes, what, you beat the game already? <laughs> and I was like, no, no, I just, there was no game in there. He's like, oh, man, that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so they took it at face value, huh? Yeah, they gave you any they, shit? They just swapped it out. Nice. That's cool. But luckily, the at the same time, what I was going to say is, um, I finally managed to find a copy of Tropico 3 at that Best Buy when I bought Red Dead Redemption. And I've really been enjoying Tropico 3. Oh, yeah? So you're liking it. Yeah, yeah. I like, I'm, I'm glad I bought Tropico 3 at the same time as Red Dead Redemption because... Red Dead Redemption is so boring. After 30 minutes, I <laughs> normally turn it off and then put Tropical 3 in and play that for like two or three hours. probably the only person in the world who is right now choosing to play Tropical 3 <laughs> over Red Dead yeah. Redemption. It's so fun. It's a badge of honor for you, buddy. God. You're an individual. There's <laughs> <laughs> only 50 bucks, too. What, Tropico? Yeah. You know, I told you there was DLC that just came out for Tropico. It was PC only. I oh, apologize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It came out on the PC last year, I think. No, yeah. When that game came out on the Xbox, we couldn't find it anywhere. It was so fucking weird. Yeah, it was kind of like that 3D dot game Heroes game. We couldn't find yeah, it anywhere. Yeah, couldn't find that. And then weren't you looking for like a Dynasty Warriors game? Yeah, Dynasty Warriors uh, Strike, Strike Force 2 or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. It's so weird. Yeah, game. You figure like games would, you know, just, all right, Tuesday. It's new game day. But nope, nope, they don't show up. Mm hmm. I would assume that if you were going to release a game, you would actually release it in the store. <laughs> yeah, that'd be the idea, right? Yeah. Yeah, we even looked for like 3D dot game heroes and back in Tropical 3 when it came out. We even looked for them like in GameStops. Yeah. I mean, like using the in-store finder on their website and there were none GameStop within, was a, like, within 100 miles of Austin. Yeah, it's like, have you, you. have you pre-ordered? No. <laughs> well, you got to pre-order. <laughs> Frustrating. Did you hear the story about the dude who spent six months plotting the murder of his rival in Counter-Strike? Yeah, we mentioned that on AWU. Actually, yeah, yeah, actually we, got it, we got it wrong too because yeah. he, he didn't actually kill the guy. Yeah. He stabbed him like an inch from his heart, is what I read. Yeah. The guy, I, the guy lived. I read somewhere later that the guy died in the hospital. Is that not true? Well, the story I read on Kotaku said that he did not die. Okay. I'm sorry. And that linked to the story on the telegraph.co.uk. Hmm. Said he lived. That guy must have really liked Counter-Strike. <laughs> or hated it. He was only jailed for two years for causing grievous bodily harm. Really? Yeah. You hear so about... He spent... <laughs> He spent six months plotting a crime that he went to jail for two years for. Wow. Hey, I did something Monday night that's kind of uh, uh, surreal. Was it Monday or it might have been Sunday night? It was, it was Sunday, Sunday night. night. 
Um, hey, before you jump into that, can I tell one story that matches Gus's story? Sure, go ahead. Did you hear about the MMA fighter who ripped out his training partner's heart? Yes. <laughs> Cut his chest open, pulled out his heart, his his eyes, and his tongue because he was on a, a mushroom-induced trip. He also cooked certain body parts <laughs> because he was convinced that the devil was in those body parts and he needed to get it out. <laughs> that's That's bizarre. What do you do if you're a cop and you walk into that scene? Like... Apparently, the guys were also friends. What kind oh. of mushrooms were those? <laughs> I think they were... The uh, best ones, obviously. Button mushrooms <laughs> from uh, from the grocery store. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the white ones you normally put in, like, pasta sauce and stuff. <laughs> right. I just, I mean... Oh, gosh. You know, I'm, I've never done mushrooms or anything in my life. But if I had, at some point, I, I certainly wouldn't have had that experience. <laughs> 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 I'm pretty sure. Man, that... I wonder, like, if, you know, the guy was an MMA fighter. I wonder if he was doing, like, steroids or any other drugs at the same time. That yeah. had it had to be some, some sort of, of weird, a cocktail, right? Yeah, weird bad side effect. Good or God. the dude could have just been fucking crazy. Worst side effect. True. All right. Yeah. All right. Continue, Jeff. Oh, okay. So Sunday, uh, I had this kind of surreal experience. Uh, as you know, uh, as it's been much lauded via my wife's profile, uh, we finished our chicken coop Sunday. Yay. Yay. To great applause. It was a big deal for us. And, uh. Congratulations. We decided to cool off because it was a thousand fucking degrees in Texas by going night swimming at, uh, Barton Springs, which is a local freshwater spring that's kind of in the heart of downtown. It's really cool. It's like in the middle of a park and you can go swimming in it for people that haven't been in Austin and you look up and you just see the cityscape right in front of you. It's a really cool experience. And they, every night from nine to 10 before they close, they just have free swimming and anybody can just go in and swim for free in the dark. Uh, and so we were uh, planning to do that. And I got a call from Bernie who was in Vancouver at Can West, which by the way, he's not here to talk about it, but he assured me that it was one of the best events we've ever had said that they had a fantastic time with everybody and that it's, like, in his top five favorite events. Wow, that's great. Sweet. Yeah, he and Matt had a blast, apparently. So thanks to all the Canvas guys for showing them a good time. But uh, so anyway, I get this call from Bernie. He goes, hey, Ed from the Bare Naked Ladies is in town for a show. He was wondering what we were doing. And I was like, oh, well, I'm on my way to go swimming. Uh, and Bernie goes, that's great. He'll go. And I was like, okay. Five minutes later, I get a call from Ed. And uh, he's like, pick me up at this barbecue restaurant. I'm going to go swimming with you. So I did. And I got – it was very surreal. It was Lambert's. I mean, it we was talked Lambert's. about We talked about so. – yeah, yeah, Lambert's. Gourmet barbecue. Fantastic. They have a coffee-crusted brisket that's smoked for like 20 hours. Jesus Christ. It's unbelievable. And they have these green chili grits. Oh, my God, dude. You've got to try the green chili grits. Okay. Yeah, okay. Seriously. But anyway, back to that. So I just showed up at this Lambert's, and Ed and Jim, who I had never had the pleasure of meeting before... Jim's were, the bass player. Yeah, were there ready to go. And so we got to go on this really weird swimming excursion with the <laughs> Bare Naked Ladies. And uh, I to give you an idea of what real fame is like, it's dark. We're hanging out. By the way, Ed was addicted to the diving board. That guy must have died like <laughs> 50 times. Flips, gainers, the whole deal. He was like, there were all these kids there. He was getting into competitions with them to see who could dive the highest and the best. And <laughs> That guy's funny. But uh, we're in there, and in the water, in the dark, some dude swims up to Jim and is like, what's up? You're Jim from the Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> I wonder what that must be like. That would That's got to be crazy to have that level of fame where like your neck is above the water and it's dark and some dude from 30, mo- 30 like 30 feet away can still spot you yeah. and recognize you it's and, crazy. and you're also how many mi- thousands of miles are, are you away from home yeah you're yeah. in a different country <laughs> yeah. yeah that's pretty crazy and anyway then we went to spider house and had some drinks and that was really fun and uh those were very very nice guys and it was really cool i was uh it was a pleasant surprise that sounds awesome yeah it was good i would have called you but you're a hermit yeah, I, I think I did call I, you actually, or my wife did. No, you didn't. Oh, you know, I told her not to because I told her not to bother because you wouldn't want to go. <laughs> I probably <laughs> wouldn't have gone. I think I was probably working on setting up that computer and doing other shit here anyway. Yeah, where's where's my call, Dick? I was playing poker that night actually. Well, you were playing poker. <laughs> you call though. Everyone knew you were playing poker, Jack. That's Come on, I was I was working off a hangover and playing poker. And then the next night, you got to go to their concert and have yeah. a good time. Yeah, I, Ed, Ed left. Fun. Ed left us some tickets. I had a date with your wife. It was nice. <laughs> I trust you kept your hands to yourself. <laughs> sure. Wink. Oh. And then uh, afterwards, got to go backstage and just shake his hand and say thank you. That was cool. I mean, I briefly had met him that morning when he came up to the office to say hey. And then uh, I was like, yeah, I, I had to represent. Griffin and I represented the office. Those dudes, I mean, I know Canadians in general are nice. Like, you never meet a Canadian and go, what a dick. You know, every time you meet a Canadian, you're like, well, that guy was just a little yeah. bit too nice. Yeah, I, I can think of one or two. Oh, well. <laughs> but uh, they're nice even for Canadians. 
those are just some pleasant dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah real, real nice. I guess having the adulation of you know every woman in the world probably <laughs> keeps you in a good mood. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were we were talking about uh, like red versus blue and stuff like that. And Ed said he likes watching the shorts. And he said the last one, one of his favorite was uh, the Gus one with the, uh, the eyebrows vanishing, the stealing the beard, saving face, saving face. Yeah, yeah. So he was a big fan. I would I would have gone with the beard vanishing versus the eyebrows vanishing. But I guess <laughs> uh, that works too. That last shot of you with no eyebrows is creepy as hell. <laughs> yeah, it is. I keep waiting for you to fall asleep at your desk at work one day so I can recreate it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I had a blast filming that uh, that most recent short that we did with uh, with Macy. Oh uh, god, that was hilarious, dude! Can I tell you? I, I I didn't get a chance to tell you this, and now it's going to seem disingenuous because we're doing it on a public forum. I thought that was your best acting performance to date. Thanks, I was I was pretty happy with it too. Yeah, Thank no, no, you. I thought I like I watched it in bed that night, and uh, as soon as Matt posted it, and I, I I watched it three times. I really enjoyed it. I thought you did a great job. It was a it was a it was a team effort. It was collaborative. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. It was it was a great. It was I think it was one of our smoothest shoots. It went very quickly. Yeah, a lot of first takes. Yeah, we did a lot of uh, one takes. That's like awesome. Re- reading through the whole script with uh, you know different coverage. That's cool. It was good. And then yeah, and Griffin did a great job on uh, Macy's mermaid outfit. Oh yeah, she kind of pulled that together at the last minute. Yeah, it looked, it looked good. Yeah, I thought it turned out really well. I'm excited to see what's next. <laughs> Let's applaud more of our projects. <laughs> <laughs> Well, for the record, I'm not applauding the project or the company, just you. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, great. give a shit about anybody else. Your Thank com- you. Your computer's going to work now. <laughs> hey. hey, I see what you've got on your screen there, and I'm excited about it. Do you think it's true? Oh, yeah, I um, saw that this yeah, morning. Yeah, I guess there's a rumor that Hulu is going to come to the Xbox 360 as a paid service, which would which would be pretty awesome as long as the price isn't too high. Dude, I would pay for that for sure. How, uh, much, how much would you pay? Ten bucks a month. I'd pay five. Yeah? Yeah. I watch more Hulu than anything else, probably. I, yeah, I don't watch too much Hulu, but it's just more side effect of I don't like, I don't want to have to go through the trouble of plugging my laptop into my TV and getting that all set up. I'd pay five bucks a month to uh, just circumvent that and go through the through the 360. The one thing that would be, <laughs> that would be kind of annoying, and this is going to sound, I'm, I'm entering into Gus level laziness now. I find it already to be kind of annoying to have to go to see some of my stuff in the Zoom marketplace and then back out and see other <laughs> stuff in Netflix. If I have a third portal to go through, then then I'm... I can't believe you're that lazy, but you got mad at me for wanting a multi-disc changer on my 360. <laughs> hey, dude, I'm a hypocrite. That is way worse. What can I say? But uh, he can't remember where shit is and stuff. But no, I'd pay 10 bucks a month for Hulu. Especially, I would think that if uh, if they started a paid service, maybe that the catalog would expand a little bit eventually. That'd be good. If there was an expanded catalog, I'd be inclined to pay a little more. Like, for instance, uh, the other day I went to watch the season finale of Project Runway, because uh, I had forgotten to watch it, and they had just removed it. Yeah. Oh. And it's not like they removed it because the new season was coming or anything. They just removed it. It was just gone. Right. I wish that they get stuff up a little bit quicker, too. Like, I remember when I was in L.A., I was watching Daily Show on my laptop, but I have to wait the next day to see the previous night's episode. I think they got rid of Daily Show on Hulu, didn't they? Did they? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they pulled it a while back. You can watch it on dailyshow.com now. This is, I mean, I'm sure there's a certain, you know, there's obviously, they have to wait a certain amount of time for the show to air everywhere. Like, they have to wait till after it airs in Hawaii, for example. Right, right Before right. they can, you know, even think about posting it. Hmm. But, yeah, the way the catalog is now, I think I'd be willing to pay five bucks a month. If they expanded it a bit, I could see paying ten. Well, it looks like Daily Show is still on there. Is it? I think so. See, so can you go to full episodes? I remember reading an article about it. Of course, we should, once again, reemphasize that this is just rumor. And not actually. No, yeah, yeah. The, the Hulu thing's a rumor. Conjecture. The, the, the image though they have though looks very, very real. Whoever made that did a good job. Oh yeah, it's just a Photoshop, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. sure it is. Well, I guess we'll find out in like yeah. two weeks. Yeah, here's episode from June first. From uh, was that yesterday? Actually, did you see that? Uh, I guess AT and T's unrolling out new Ugh. data plans for the iPhone. I have no iPad. idea where I fit in that. I I guarantee you I use more than 200 megs a month, but I don't think I use 200 gig or 2 gigs. Right. You can actually log into the AT&T website. That's what I did when I read this and see your data usage for the past 6 months. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can you do it on your phone through the AT&T app? Um for the app, I think you could see your usage on individual bills, but like on the website you can see an actual chart. Okay. Um, like, yeah, me, I, I think over the past six months, I use on average about 400 megs a month. Okay. And uh, I looked at my wife's plan and she uses between 60 and 80 megs a month. So you would save potentially 25 bucks a month between the two of you. 20. 20. 15 for her and then five, five for, for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So I think I'm, I'm totally going to do it. Yeah, absolutely, man. So if you don't want to do it, I, I thought it was forced. Like, no. You can stick with your current plan. You can stick with your current unlimited plan. The downside is... Oh, what are people complaining about? 
Well, it's more expensive. Look at the, the, the price up. The, the downside is with that current. If you stay with the current unlimited plan, you cannot add tethering to that. And they're rolling this these new plans out to along with tethering. Oh. So if you want, you can get you know te- you can you can add tethering onto the two gig a month plan for twenty five bucks a month plus another another twenty for tethering. Tethering doesn't seem like something I would use. Wait, so you add twenty a month for tethering, but you don't get any more no, data? No. Well, that's just a ripoff. And then if you want an, I forget what the overage fee is. If you get an extra gig a month, is another ten bucks. So AT and T is determined to piss off all of their customers, right? I dude, I read that ninety eight percent of the customers will save fifteen dollars a month. So I think they're well. I mean, but insistent they're insistent on making said, their customers says, happy. At this press release, it says that. 65% of its customers use less than 200 megs a month, and 98% use less than 2 gigs. Like, even if I added tethering, you know, if I use 400 megs a month on my iPhone, as it is now, it still leaves me 1.6 gigs a month to use if I wanted to tether. And you're still saving money. Right. Yeah. Well, well no, because you have to add tethering on. Yeah. But, um, and I would, it's something I would only use, like, in an emergency. Yeah, how many people are going to use tethering? It's going to be one of those things where if we're going to be in a situation where we need it, and then we'll just call AT&T and get it added mm-hmm. for one month, and then we're done. But I, you're not going to use tethering on a regular basis. No, I don't imagine it would be you know, a very good experience anyway. Yeah, so it sounds to me like at and awesome and saving us all money. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. I don't have a problem. If anybody at AT&T would like to send me some free beer. <laughs> <laughs> I see also that they're, um, they're doing something similar with the iPad. Instead of having 30 bucks a month unlimited, they're going to have a, a 25 buck a month 2-gig plan for the 3G iPad. I could see hitting that on an iPad pretty quickly. You think so? We download a lot of movies and stuff, hmm. potentially. Yeah, but you could do a lot of that over Wi-Fi. You could, yeah. That's true. So, we'll see. It's, it's, it's cool that finally a year late, they're rolling tethering out. When yeah. when does uh, when does this happen? Uh, I think speculation is that it's starting June 7th, which is next Monday. Next Monday, I'll be at a hockey game on the glass. I'm excited about that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the, the Texas Stars are local. Well... The Dallas Stars farm team that plays here in Cedar Park, just north of Austin, made it to the the finals of their their league. And so the three home games, I got tickets on the glass. I paid for them. So. Well, that's pretty I'll cool. be beating on the glass and drinking beer and yelling at Canadians. <laughs> Are they playing Canadians? Uh, and actually, no, they're playing uh, Hershey, Pennsylvania's team. So why would Fucking you be yelling? Hershey. Why would you be yelling at Canadians? Because then? the majority of the players are Canadian. Oh, yeah. oh. So well, that makes a hell of a lot more sense. Yeah. So did you see that uh, that story this morning, I guess, about the new J.J. Abrams-produced TV show that's coming out this fall? No. Is it a remake of Alias? <laughs> no. Did you read but, that? No. They're they're talking about, ABC's talking about doing an Alias reboot. Really? Redoing the new series with a younger, not one, Jennifer Garner, but a new young girl, and k- pulling out all that Rombaldi shit. They, they blame that stuff on, like, bogging the series down, and so they're going to, they're, like... God. Alias... <laughs> You've never seen Alias, have you? I've watched the first episode. I thought it was terrible. I've never never watched it. Alias is really good. The first season and a half or so was really good, and then it fucking falls apart. It it, it falls apart terribly, and you think, this can't get any worse. And then by, like, season four, it's like, this is the worst thing ever. Yeah. Well, it's... uh, I'd I'd, I'd watch that, I think, if they rebooted it and started over and kept it true to what what made it good originally. Yeah. Well, maybe it'll happen then. What's this thing, uh... Like... You got going here. As long as they stay focused <laughs> on like the whole SD6 thing, and that's okay. anyway. Uh, I guess the new the new series is called Undercovers, and it's it's called or they say it's a heart to heart type spy series. Dude, heart to heart was one of my I favorite know. shows. I knew when you I was were going to perk up at that. Oh man, that's exciting! A heart to heart spy series kind of thing. Yeah, like Scarecrow and Mrs. King. So it'll be out Wednesdays uh, at eight p.m. Or Heart Castle and McCormick, or uh, Remington Steel. Or moonlighting, or yes, yes, all all of your favorite Matt shows. Houston, it's exactly <laughs> like all of those. Simon and Simon, <laughs> the eighties were great for <laughs> that kind of thing, dude. That, that's really exciting. Magnum yeah. PI. <laughs> well, the, the, they, they only mention Heart to Heart in this article, <laughs> okay. so I don't think it's gonna be like any of those other ones. Well, Heart yes. to Heart and Scarecrow and Mrs. King were like the same show, so mm-hmm. so uh, that, that sounds pretty cool. Cool. Yeah, that sounds really cool. I'm looking forward to that. They didn't. There's nobody attached to it yet, is there? Uh, there's some people I've never heard of. Uh, Boris Kodjo. <laughs> Dude, I love Boris Kodjo. And Gugu Mabatha Raw. Oh, uh, she sucks. Or he sucks. <laughs> Gugu Mabatha Raw? Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Did you hear uh, uh, Patrick Stewart got knighted? Did he really? Yeah, he got knighted by the Queen in Buckingham Palace. So he's Sir Jean-Luc Picard. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> Sir awesome. Sir Captain Jean-Luc Picard. 
I read somewhere the other day that Donald Glover, the guy from uh, Mystery Team and uh, Community, yeah. Community, Don Glover, yeah, and uh, <laughs> you know uh, Derek Comedy has started an online petition to get a uh, a uh, uh, audition yeah. for Spider Man, yep, for the reboot to be Peter Parker, <laughs> Donald Which, for Spider Man, not a brilliant move by that kid. I think, yeah, I hope that works out for him. He's a funny guy. That's fucking funny. He, uh, I don't really like that Community show, but every time I do watch it, he's the funny person on it. Hmm. So. Yeah, well, I hope, it's, I hope definitely, it's definitely not Chevy Chase. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, him and him and uh, the character Abed, the two of those guys together work. They're a pretty good couple. Oh yeah, yeah, cool. They're they're friends on the show. You know, I saw. <laughs> I don't know why uh, Chevy Chase made me think about this, but last night on Netflix streaming, I saw it. They had the uh, Comedy Central roast of Bob Saget, and I watched that. Was it edited for TV? Was it edited for TV or it, no? It was the uncensored version. Oh really? Yeah. Those been, things uncensored are like three and a half hours long. Well, this one, this one was uncensored, and they called it uncut, but it was only sixty-five minutes. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. So I assume they, they, I assume it was longer than the version they showed on TV, but it still wasn't the full thing. Right, right, dude. They're showing like a lot of lot more stuff like that on Comedy Central late at night. Like I caught um like it's starting at one a.m. on Monday. They were showing Still Waiting, the sequel to the movie Waiting. Yeah, where they open up like the Hooters next door or whatever, and it was it was completely uncut. I mean, like cursing, everything like that, you know, like camel toes and everything. Yeah, that's got me wondering. <laughs> that's got me wondering about Always Sunny because you know it's going to start on Comedy Central soon. Yeah, and oh, it just started this a week. Tremendous amount of bad language in that show. Yeah, like that's the, they say shit like every four seconds in that show. I'm interested to see if Comedy Central well, airs that stuff. I think or it, they bleep it. It airs at nine, I think. So it, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it airs so nine nine Central at least, so ten Eastern. I think at that point they can use curse safe words. harbor. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. like South Park has done it a few times. And I think once you cross that nine o'clock timeline, you're it fine. is about time we loosen up those restrictions on yeah. television, man. That is ridiculous. No boobs, but you can curse all you want. Speaking of restrictions, I got kind of pissed off on Sunday. Uh oh. Why can't I buy booze on Sunday? Because you're in Texas. <sighs> you can buy beer after beer and wine after noon as long as the know, alcohol content why can't, isn't too high. Why is the liquor store closed on Sunday? And why can't I buy liquor after nine p.m.? It's retarded, dude. It's so stupid. Like, what do we have to do to get that changed? Do, do I like? Do I have to write my representative here? You, you're going to have to wait a hundred years probably yeah. before that gets changed. That's a Christian thing. I guarantee it. It's a, it's a religious thing and uh, or a holdover from that kind of stuff. And I guarantee there's nobody lobbying for it. To change. I know. And that, that's what I started thinking. It's like, I, I bet there's absolutely no lobby. Like, no one wants to be the dickhead that introduces that legislation, right? Why yeah. <laughs> because then they'll just get torn apart by the opposition. You know, they have no one on their side. We could do the tea party, so it would be like the booze party. Yeah, well, like, what's the <laughs> argument? Um, we deserve to get drunk at more convenient times. Yeah. Like, that's going to be so easy it's to like pick a, apart. Yeah. Well, heaven forbid you buy alcohol on the weekend. You know that's dumb. <sighs> Besides, anyway, I got I got really upset about it. You should be in church on Sunday anyway, right? Uh, look, look who just showed up. Oh no, it's Bernie in his pink shirt. <laughs> or you could guess you could just move to California where you can buy alcohol at a preschool at three in the morning if you want to. It's more of a salmon shirt actually. And now he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is. Right, thanks for right. thanks for joining us, Bernie. <laughs> Just wanted to show off that dapper shirt of his. Yeah. Um, I just re- I read this article the other day on the Popular Science website that I guess Japan is planning to build a moon base by 2020 that's inhabited by autonomous robots. <laughs> Sweet. So they're going to have this moon base that's filled with robots that are working without, you know, humans directing them to, like, mine rock and uh, send it back on rockets aimed at Earth. Dude, that's a John Carpenter movie way yeah, to have it. <laughs> sounds like a horror movie. That's awesome. Somebody call Ridley Scott. What's up, Bernie? I walked in, and the first thing I heard was autonomous robots. <laughs> <laughs> it's your kind of podcast. I like it. How so, you been doing? We, we've been talking about how busy you are with uh, meetings and stuff all day. Yeah, it's been kind of crazy between uh, production and the new office. It's been kind of nutty. Can you talk about the new office? I'm sure people would be interested in hearing. <laughs> well, yeah, the new I office don't... might sue us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, we got a building down uh, south, just south of here. Right now we're in the middle of downtown Austin. And every time we want to shoot in our conference room, we have to wait for the buses to go by. So we're getting a little bit better studio for us to operate in. Luckily, at the new office, we just have to wait for the ambulances to go by. <laughs> is all Fire the, trucks. Uh, is all the the flame the flame retardant stuff on the walls now? <laughs> what is that stuff? Foam? <laughs> we we call it flame challenged. <laughs> we're trying to be more PC. No, we've been uh, – I want to preface what I'm about to say with I love the city of Austin <laughs> and the people who work in the permitting office. However, <laughs> it's been uh, it's been kind of a fight when – you know, Austin is a very green town when you're trying to 
buy a building and move a business into it, which I think would be a good thing in this economy. Yeah. Am I Am I right in thinking that, Jeff? I, w- I would think that, certainly. I don't read a lot of papers, but the ones I read <laughs> do say the Seem economy pro-business. <laughs> could use a little punch. And uh, here we are about trying to move into a building, and the city of Austin wants to hold this up because of a lack of a bike rack. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't want to hold this up. They actually did hold they, it up. Yeah, they did. They pushed our closing off by a week uh, <laughs> because there wasn't a bike rack installed. Let's show them. Let's all ride our bikes. For a non-retail store or for a yeah, non-retail building for like eight dudes who all refuse to ride bicycles. Who <laughs> all work on computers. And it's August in Texas. <laughs> I wouldn't ride a bike around my house <laughs> yeah. in Texas in August. But, uh, yeah, so so we're just kind of dealing with all that stuff, and we're doing a lot of what they call build-out. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're, we're just making it our space. It is a nice bike rack, I will say. I saw it. What? <laughs> I should hope so. I'm glad we didn't have to pay for it. The previous owner of the building had to pay for it. So, um, But we're dealing with our, a whole new set of things. So it's fun, it, but it just takes a lot of meetings, um, and I get to wear a hard hat. And hold up architectural plans and go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> that kind of thing. But it's fun. Hey, you missed uh, this earlier in the podcast. I'm just going to go over it real fast to get you up to speed. Someone sent Jeff and Jack a uh, beer yeah. from Belgium. Yeah, I actually already saw it. It's the first thing I saw when I walked in here this morning was the Duvel <laughs> gift set. Remember, it's in response we were talking about. Like, I don't know why we were talking about European beer a couple weeks ago. We might have been talking about that night where that lady kept feeding us all the different weird beers in Belgium uh, or Netherlands. That's when you made fun of me for saying beerp. Beer. Was that Netherlands? Yeah, that was. That was, that was in, uh, was in uh, Breda. Breda. Yeah, that was. She was the devil. Speaking of uh, making fun of you for saying words, I uh, the rumor around the office is there's a new word you can't say that we're all very excited I'm sure about. There's tons of them. Do you know what it is? <laughs> What's? Oh, was it gumball? Oh, he said it. Yeah, uh, he said it right. How much? Uh, you went home and practiced, huh? <laughs> What was it you were saying before? Goomball? Goomball. Goomball. How do you say it? Sorry, gumball is not a word I use in everyday speaking. But you say gum. You gotta say gum. Gum. That's not the part I was getting wrong, was it? You said goomball. You said goomball. It was in the last episode of Ever's Blue. Simmons has a line where he calls church gumball McJones, which we've, we've tried to come up with every possible insult slash euphemism for church being round that we could. And we got all the way down to gumball McJones and... Gus couldn't pronounce. He said Goomball. I think on HBO, on Halo.Winji.org, uh, Lewis Wu said Gumball McJones is his favorite nice. His favorite name for uh, the spark of all time now. Oh, uh, really? Good. Let's make a shirt. <laughs> yeah, for one, we'll make a for shirt for one person. <laughs> yeah, but if you're going to pick one person to make a shirt for, it's going to be him. That's yeah. your guy. You know, they just celebrated their 11th? 11th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, that's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool. So they started in them. Obviously, that means they started in '99. That must have been right when, like, the original Halo trailer was unveiled. Right? It was right around that time, or that that was my maybe '98. No, I would assume so. The Bungie or the excuse me, the MacWorld uh, Halo trailer, mm-hmm. yeah. where Halo was still an MMO. <laughs> I'm gonna say that was '99, right? Was, I think that was. I think yeah. it was '99. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And then it switched. You know. uh... Nico told me a really interesting story at uh, Can West, the fan event I went to this last weekend up in Vancouver. He told me about a guy who ran a marathon map site that was a very, very popular site. The way he was saying it, it was like on par with Bungie.org, Halo.Bungie.org, big fan site for Bungie and Marathon. And that the day they announced they were moving Halo from the Mac to Microsoft, to the Xbox, they closed on the site, like instantaneously. Big, huge fan site. And really? Ne- ne- never returned. Hmm. That's a dude who's got a chip on his shoulder, man. Yeah, no that kidding. That would do that. Because, I mean, I'm sure he didn't have any wind of the announcement coming, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, they made an announcement? Okay, turn off. <laughs> now I'm going to go do something else. <laughs> I'm going to start watching Seinfeld reruns. What would you do in 1999? Seinfeld reruns. God, what would you do in 99? <laughs> Maybe that great job, like, Getting rid of the Y2K bug yeah, or ca- something like that. <laughs> Catch up on Mad About You, I guess. <laughs> Campaign for Gore. <laughs> that kind of thing. Hey, did you guys see that Al Gore and Tipper Gore are getting divorced? Yeah. Really? Yeah, they just announced it last, like, yesterday afternoon. That means she gets half of the internet. Yeah. <laughs> that was actually pretty funny. Was good job. I, can't, I can't take credit for that. <laughs> oh, who said that? It was an infographic I saw. Had Tipper on one side, Al on the other, and it's the internet in a circle split. Jack in the future, just lie. Just yeah. I made up that joke. You were doing okay for a second there. So why would they get divorced? 
said they had grown apart over the years, and after you know, a lot of thought and careful consideration, they decided it was better for both of them if they amicably split and moved on to focus on their own. You know, he, he's just running with that Nobel crowd now, and she can't keep <laughs> up anymore. Dude, Al Gore's going to get some ass. <laughs> Seriously. No. Really? Got, yeah. Got an Academy Award, was vice president, Nobel Prize. Come on. Everybody loves that dude. I guess he's probably one of the most famous men in America. On SNL every other week? <laughs> Not lately. <laughs> he's been on, he was on this, this but season. But he's political, so half the country hates him. That's true. <laughs> yeah. A little more than half, because he was not president. Why would it be a little more than <laughs> I half? That's a bummer. I'm trying to work that out. <laughs> a little more than half hates him. That's oh, why, I see what you're saying, elected. because that's why he wasn't elected. Right. Right. Actually, that's not true. <laughs> yeah, it'd be about, absolutely not true. <laughs> about, that, about 30%. Just under half. A little, a little more than half of the representatives to the Electoral College will not sleep with him. <laughs> <laughs> but they might even like him, because they might have liked him, but they couldn't vote for him, because they were doing their constitutional duty and voting for him. What did that end up like? He had, like, 50.1% of the vote? It was, yeah, it was, it was raised within there. Does that, does that irk you guys, like, that... Essentially, somebody won the popular vote, but that didn't win the presidency? No. It's not, that doesn't really bother me either. No. I, I like the system we have in place. It's going to – it's it's every once in a great while something like that can happen, but you got to take the good with the bad. Yeah, I mean, you, you you can't set up the system then when you know something like that happens, bitch about it. Yeah, you really can't. So, I mean, it's a system we have. <laughs> Au contraire. You, <laughs> you can bitch about it nonstop. But it does – you know – we were in Texas, so Texas is kind of a weird thing because we have a lot of big cities in Texas. We have three of the top ten cities in the nation here in Texas. Four of the top twenty. Largest, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, as opposed to biggest? Yeah. <laughs> okay, largest. <laughs> we have three of the top ten largest cities in the U.S. by population. And we're still, like, kind of one of those, I guess, considered kind of a rural state. I mean, I'm... I'm the way people consider Texas. Absolutely. But we still have a lot of big cities, so we have big city issues and things like that. So we kind of straddle that, you know. But, the, I mean, it kind of makes sense to me that the people who live in the middle of America have a really different experience than the people who live in, say, like, L.A. and New York. Unfortunately, people in L.A. and New York are pretty centric unto themselves and think that their experience is the total American experience. But at the same time, more people do live there. So it does make sense to me. Yeah. Now, Agreed. And ironically, those states that have the more electoral votes, I mean, those are the, most of the states that voted for Gore, like California, right, and uh, New York? Yeah. I know California did. I don't know where New York went. New York did. Not so much Texas. <laughs> no, not Texas. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, I can't help but wonder, and I hate to politicize something like this, I can't help but wonder what the response to this oil spill would be if it was off the coast of North Carolina and the Atlantic coast. You know, or along the Pacific Coast and not along the Gulf Coast. I think I know where you're going with that. Right? Yeah. It yeah. does seem like it's not quite as big of a deal because it's in the Gulf. It would be the end of the world if it was off of Manhattan, right? Yeah. That would be it. It would be over. Like, we'd have all electric cars the day after tomorrow. Or the Pacific Northwest, <laughs> I would say, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, I mean, the big major disasters have been Alaska and now Mississippi's coastline yeah. or Louisiana's coastline. Yeah, it's just now hitting Mississippi and... Uh, it's getting to Florida now, too, isn't it? Yeah, it's like nine miles off the shore. We've uh, we've got a good uh, track record lately of letting the Gulf Coast burn in flames <laughs> between Katrina and this. Yeah, really. They've had a bad run. I grew up in the Gulf Coast. I guess mm. we all did here, essentially. Because you grew yeah. up in Houston. I grew up in Houston, yeah. Yeah, I grew up in, uh, in Mobile. God, it's weird to think of Houston as a coastal city, but it really is. Yeah. Did you see the thing, uh, The it was on Rachel Maddow, where there was a accident almost identical to this that happened like 30 years ago and she was comparing how what they did then to what they do now what they're doing now and it's literally identical it's like okay we're gonna try this thing where we shoot junk into it to try to stop it it's like oh we're doing this as well okay we're gonna put a barrel on top of it and try to cap it it's like oh they did that then too it's it's back and forth and ultimately the 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 solution was they had to have reserve wells which just take like three or four months to get up and running and that's what they finally stopped it with. But this was 200 feet of water as opposed to 5,000 feet of water. 200 even then it took, feet yeah. of water? Yeah. And even then, it took like it took months and months to get it to stop. 200 it seems feet. like nothing. I, Just send some dudes down there and fucking yeah. swimming. I could solve that problem. Well, this, this was the, Just send uh, some dudes down with like gallon jugs to, to, to collect it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say this was like 71. I forget exactly, but yeah. It was, it was interesting that it was like just, you know, literally like, you know, shot for shot. Like, okay, this is what they did then. This is what they're doing now. It's fun. It's the same. It's fun when this kind of stuff happens because you start to get like 
all kinds of uh, alternative theories and conspiracy theories. I read an article the other day from a dude that said uh, that uh, this happens fairly regularly in the Middle East, and they just don't publicize it, and they're very good at cleaning it up. Hmm. I don't so know why don't we hire some of those people exactly, to right? come over and clean it? I don't know. We got Kevin Costner, right? Isn't he supposed to be taking care of it? Hey, you, you would think so. But Kevin, Kevin Bacon, actually. <laughs> you know who it seems like could solve that problem? Like, Who do you think in America, one dude, if you had to pick him, could solve that problem? Aquaman. Kevin Costner. You think Kevin Costner <laughs> could no. solve the problem? They could solve the problem? Uh, James Cameron. James, that's exactly who I was thinking of. He's actually going and working with him now. I, I'm not kidding. I was going like, to say Sean Penn. I was going <laughs> to say James Cameron could solve this problem. It's underwater. It's a mile deep. And it takes creative <laughs> thinking. It would be awesome. <laughs> and a huge budget. What do you send Leonardo DiCaprio down there and figure it out? So you think like between the abyss and Titanic filming that he's like he's all set? Get yeah, pretty it. much. He's got that shit down. Well, he did that IMAX stuff between Titanic and Avatar. Yeah, Ghost of the Abyss. Well, I hear uh, Al Gore has some free time on his hands now. Yeah. He <laughs> no, he doesn't there. have free time because <laughs> he's divorced. How old is Al Gore? I don't he's know. 62. Really? 62. Yep. Wow. You think he's still in the mix at 62? Oh, he's got to be, right? You think he is? Yeah, He's sure. super famous. No, I'm saying, like, as, as like at 62, is he on the prowl? He's got to be, dude. He's super famous. Your dick doesn't <laughs> stop working when you turn 62? I'm, Come on. Jack, understand the question, question I'm asking. <laughs> and I'm answering it with he is super famous. You know who famous. else is super famous? Hugh Hefner. Don Rickles is super famous. Yeah. <laughs> but he gets laid more than me. <laughs> Liza Minnelli's super famous. I bet she's not getting paid every day. So the other day I was fucking Betty White. <laughs> she's had a huge resurgence, hasn't she? Yeah, yeah, she's doing well. Man, good for her. You How know, awesome would it be to be an old person and be like loved by, you know, Facebook? Yeah. At however old she is. She's 89. 88 and a half. Or 88 and a half, yeah. So has anyone seen MacGruber in the theater? <laughs> I want Obviously to. Obviously not. I want to. That's I a shame. Anything. I thought it looked good. I don't know. Didn't you Didn't you see it already, Jack? No, I haven't seen it yet. I saw Get Him to the Greek already. Matt, Matt said something about that movie. He said that, that movie seemed to have the same problem that Hot Tub Time Machine did, is that they marketed the hell out of it too soon. So that by the time the movie came out, you weren't even sure if it had been out. Yeah. That's a pretty good call. And you were kind of tired of seeing stuff about it. Hot Tub Time Machine's actually made money, though. <laughs> Matt also said, though, with as dismally as MacGruber did in domestic theater, what is, what is it up to? Do you know? MacGruber is currently at $7.6 million. As bad as they did, they made money on day one because they made enough off of foreign distribution rights to cover the production. You know that movie only cost $10 million to make? Yeah. So they were fine out of the gate. Val Kilmer's in there. Ryan Filippi. Filippi. That's the one Hollywood budget. That I've seen like in the last five or six years that actually does make sense to me. That movie should cost $10 million to make. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But see if Grown Ups, you know that, that Adam Sandler, Kevin James movie? Just look that up. See if you can find the budget on that. I bet that movie had a $75 million Yeah, budget. I was going to say right around 70 You're probably right. Like even The Hangover, which was like this cult hit, that was like a $40, $50 million movie or something really? like that. Why? Like, great question. Why? Mike Tyson fees? No, come on. Knows. I can imagine shooting in Vegas has got to be expensive. Grown ups does not have a budget. What about look up uh, look up uh, Hangover? See if it has a production budget on there. Yeah, it's probably expensive to shoot in Vegas. But Mike Tyson, I just read an article about how broke he is, and he'll do anything for money right now. I'm sure he wasn't. Expensive I was kidding. Today. I don't think Mike Tyson. Yeah. He's not a movie star. No. He's a boxer. That's where he makes his money. Hangover's budget was thirty five million. Thirty five million. <laughs> That's a lot. That's what is that? Yeah, where, did what that, is that? where did that money go? Guess I went to Ed Helms. Tigers, Tiger Rental. <laughs> What's that baby? It made a lot of people's career. Though. Like that that Chinese guy that's in it. That's on Community. Doctor Ken. Guy's funny as hell. He's been in he's been in a lot of Jud Jud Apatow stuff, and uh, he was actually a stand up comedian for a while named Doctor Ken. And uh, I, I fucking hate that guy. Oh really? <laughs> I'm, crazy. I'm on the fence about him. Anytime I, I didn't feel, I didn't like him in Role Models. He had a great bit in uh, in the last yeah. episode of Community, the finale. Yeah, I didn't like him in role models either. Yeah. Jeff, worldwide, I'm looking at it right here. What do you think the hang- hangover finished at? But this is before home video. What do you think it finished at? Uh and it made what, two something in the two seventy two in the theaters or something in domestic? That's good. You got a good memory. Yeah, two seventy seven. Uh I'm gonna guess he, he reached the trades. I'm gonna guess worldwide that movie made about six hundred million. You are wrong and you made my point less valid. It didn't it made four hundred and sixty seven million, it made almost half a billion. Wow. That's a crazy amount of money. Wow. Wow. That is a crazy amount of money. Would you make another movie if you made a movie for $35 million and then it makes half a billion dollars? Well, they are, aren't they? At the, well, I mean, just in general, I'd be like, we made half a billion dollars. Yeah. 
It wasn't a rumor. Well, but, um, we, that's the problem. We, yeah. didn't, we didn't make half a million dollars. The studio made half a yeah. million dollars. Nah, who knows how that worked? We made three or four million. Yeah, isn't the sequel going to be Ed Helms getting married to, uh, what's her name? Uh, Heather Graham? Oh, I, I think that was uh, the, the plot of it. You, would you imagine that the sequel to The Hangover would do anywhere near what Hangover did? Uh, yes. I bet, really? it, I bet it would. I bet the sequel bet to The does. Hangover beats The Hangover. I, I bet People so love that. I mean, p- granted, don't get me wrong, I did not like the film. I didn't think it was funny at all. There were no jokes in the movie. I didn't enjoy it. Okay. I was confused by why okay, people we like get it. the point. We've talked about this to death, but I recognize that everybody else that saw that movie loved it, and people saw it two and three times, and every single person that saw the first one would probably see the second one, I okay. would imagine. Yeah, I feel like it's the kind of movie that, that grew. Like, I kind of yeah. like a good word of mouth, and I'm sure it'll, it'll earn tons of money. That's cool when that happens. The coolest movie I ever saw do that was something about Mary, when it opened at number eight and climbed to number one over like six weeks. Yeah, that's huh. a good call. That was a good movie. That's rare when a movie climbs to number one. Yeah, that was nuts. But McGruber's doing so poorly that Date Night in its eighth week, which is Tina Fey and Steve Carroll, is making more than McGruber is now, and McGruber's in its second week. Speaking of that, and speaking of b- marketing, I saw almost no marketing for that movie Date Night. It was right. not on my radar at all. all right. And I didn't hear anybody talk about it. I didn't see any reviews for it. I didn't see it talked about on the internet. No banner ads, nothing. Movie very quietly is up to like $95 million. How do you know all this? I check this stuff out every uh, every couple days. Actually, I saw a lot of Date Night ads on like Daily Show and Did Comedy you? Central. How much did Date Night made? It's made $94 million. You got see? it right. And it cost it. 55 to make. Yeah. Why yeah. did that movie cost $55 million? I guess Steve Carell's a huge fucking star now. Is he? Yeah. How much do you think he makes? Do you think he makes like $20 million? Probably. I could see that. I bet he makes $10 million for that movie. Mark Wahlberg's in there, too. And I bet Tina Fey gets about $5 million. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Marky Mark, he's got to pay for those, uh, what, what was it the underwear he used to wear? It's Calvin Klein. Calvin Klein's. <laughs> what, do you th- what was the last big Mark Wahlberg movie? The Departed? Yeah. I, well, I wouldn't one? consider that. A no, he was in that movie. M Night Shyamalan, The Trees Hate Us. The movie. Happening. God, that was yeah. so bad. I said, I said good though. Oh, okay. You said last big. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know what you meant. The by last big. largest. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say the last Happening to be a big movie either. Uh, would it be that uh, Perfect Storm movie? Or is there? No, no, he no, Depart- a, Departed was. Departed after. was big. Yeah. I, you see, I, but he's barely in it. Yeah, I wouldn't. But he's he's amazing. He's fantastic in it. It's the role of his career, probably. He probably should have gotten an Oscar. He probably should have. Him and Alec Baldwin. Yeah, him and Alec Baldwin need to have a show together. They were, they were, yeah, they were a great pairing in that fucking movie. It's a part made for him, though. Yeah, smart talking cop in Boston. Yeah, <laughs> so that's your mother for me. <laughs> What's his line in that? He says, uh, "How's your mother? She's tired from fucking my father. How's yours?" <laughs> <laughs> that must be. You think that's what Andy Samberg grabbed onto? It must to, have been. To, yeah, to, some of it. Say hello to your mother. Now I'm going to talk to a goat. Hey, goat. <laughs> That's such a such a bizarre thing to do for a sketch, and people immediately latched onto it and loved it. And it's so funny too because you're like, we need a new somebody who, who does an impression, and Andy Samberg's like, you know, he's like, uh, I could do Mark Wahlberg, and they're like, oh, say a funny Mark Wahlberg line. Uh, <laughs> let's invent one. <laughs> that, that was like a, a late sketch too, right? Well, we should also probably fill people in that they haven't seen it. There's a sketch that Andy Samberg did on Turn Live called Mark Wahlberg Talks to Animals. And it's it's him. That's, that just, alone's great. Just doing an impression of Mark Wahlberg talking to various barnyard animals. <laughs> was bizarrely un- funny. Yeah. Inexplicably funny. And then the next week, they had Mark Wahlberg on the show confront him about and it. And then destroy the Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then Mark completely, Wahlberg. Completely yeah. ruined it. God yeah. Damn. He had a movie coming out, so he like got on there, and, and they had this horrible... It almost felt like one of those banter, like, pre-scripted banter that you see at an awards ceremony. Yeah. Like, it, when, when they take the mic. Yeah, it was that level of bad. Yeah, that was sure. not good. That was not good. And why is Andy Samberg in, like, 20 billion movies? Like, why isn't he the highest because of, paid? Because of Hot Rod. Because Bill Hader stole all his gigs. There's yeah. only room for one SNL guy in every film that's made. Yeah, what is with Bill Hader, right? Yeah, I have no idea. That dude That dude made a deal with the devil or something. Because he, he just seemed, he gets five minutes in every comedy that comes out. I saw him, I saw him in Night at the Museum, too. Wow, that was a hard movie to watch, man. Was it? It looked bad. It's a kid's movie. My kid loved it, so that's why I'm there for it. It's a but. shame, too, because I actually kind of like the first one, but yep. the second one looked really rough. How much was Jonah Hill in the second one? No, not much at all. Okay. I, he was in that trailer where he grabbed the wa- the flashlight from him, whatever. That's pretty much the scene. Okay. Yeah. With Ben Stiller. Yeah. That's pretty much the scene right. that he's in. Was that the funniest scene of the movie? 
Um, I can't really – honestly, I can't remember much. I just saw Prince of Persia at this fan event too, and I, I can't tell you anything about that movie. Was Amy Adams cute in it at least? In, she was Amelia Earhart, I think. You know, I really liked Amy Adams a lot. I liked her in the first few movies she was in, and then she just kind of fell off for me. Like, I don't see her in very much stuff anymore that I, she really stands out in. Yeah, I've only, I can only think of two movies that I saw her in where, where she stood out. She, Sunshine Cleaning and uh, Enchanted. Yeah, Enchanted was good. No, she was in that movie that I that kind of broke her out, or she – it was the Mercats? What was that movie she was in? It was know. an independent film. And, man, she was frigging amazing in that. Somebody looked that up, Amy Adams. I don't, know, I don't know if I hear the name of it. Was she in Julia and Julia, or was that somebody else? No, she, that was her. She was in Julia. Julia. Yeah, but she's good in Enchanted, too. That's a good That's a good story, Enchanted. Yeah. And, you know, what do you think about Disney's got a Sorcerer's Apprentice coming out? I saw a trailer for that. It looks interesting. interesting. Like a, a new Sorcerer's Apprentice? It's a live action with Nicolas Cage as a sorcerer and the kid from uh, Tropic Thunder as his apprentice you Jay, seen this, Jay Bushnell you haven't or? seen this commercial it's really weird yeah. no I haven't seen this I had no idea what I was looking at good or bad it. really yeah I don't know it, it could I be, think bad I don't know it could be like Nick Cage crazy fun yeah I, like, as soon as you said like Nick Cage plays the sorcerer it makes me think like he's Yen Sid that that's a Nick Cage vehicle that he would do well at I don't know yeah, yeah anyway yeah it's that Jay Burichell guy who never really Jay Bushnell Bushnell? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I think it's Pumpkin was the movie I was talking about. She's great in that. She was awesome in Catch Me If You Can. She was the... That's right. The, was she the bank teller or the nurse? She was the nurse with the braces. Fuck, yeah. I forgot. Wow, that was she's her, huh? So good. She, it was probably all genuine reaction because she's doing a love scene with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> and who wouldn't go crazy for that? <laughs> wow. Jesus. That was a good movie. What? Catch Me If You Can? Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. yeah. It's it's it, it's easy to watch the whole thing, you well, know. Like it's you sit down and it's like, all right, it's great. Yeah, I can't believe that movie came out eight years ago. Speaking of which, where the hell is Tom Hanks? I haven't seen a Tom Hanks movie in like four years. I feel like he so did, just catch me if you can. No, he did the uh, the Dan Brown movies. Never seen any of those. No, uh, no, he, no interest in those. He's waiting for the first episode of the uh, new Conan show. He did that next. Yeah. He did that uh, airport movie where he was stuck in the airport. The terminal. terminal. That, was, that was also quite a few years ago. A couple years ago, yeah. But he was in that uh, the second Dan Brown movie, Angels and Demons, last year, and that was actually okay. I liked it. It's weird. How does a guy go from being literally in every movie? It seems like to then you don't see him for a few years, and you just do it. Does it, do they just stop? Like Will Smith's a great example. You got to take a break, right? And maintain your sanity. Do you? I mean, it's they're they're actors in movies, and it's difficult work. We know, but it's like four months out of the year. When we were at the Alamo event. Robert Downey Jr. said he worked on Iron Man 2 for 72 days. That's wow. how long he worked on that movie. Those are long days, though. They are long days. They're I'll like give you that. 16, 18-hour days. But they are 72 long days. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? There's a lot of other days you can make just as long doing nothing. But, the then, the but then again, he rolled off of Iron Man 2 and immediately went to Sherlock Holmes yeah. 2. Is that the way that worked? Yeah, I read about it. He was, he, ta- he was on Stern. He was talking about how difficult it was for him to like change body weight between the two movies. He bar- like He barely made it. Robert Downey Jr. and I have something in common now. I, <laughs> I feel you, brother. You no, know, Tom Hanks. He was doing the Pacific, right? The right. H- the HBO miniseries. That's oh, is he, he is he he's, in it? No, I think he like produced no. it or has directed he, it. Has anybody seen that? No, not um, of HBO. I've heard some kind of negative things about it. Oh, really? Yeah, well, that's too bad. Band of Brothers was really good. He was the executive producer on it. He was, also, he was also the narrator. What is the negative thing you heard about it? He's got a great voice. Just that it was not nearly as good as Band of Brothers. That's a high high bar. Yeah, yeah. Band of Brothers. I, I made a journal entry recently, like what my favorite TV series of all time were. I didn't even count something like Band of Brothers because I thought that was that doesn't even count because it's a miniseries. That's like a super movie, is yeah, what it is. It, it is a super movie. I cried in every episode of Band of Brothers. That thing was awesome, dude. When they do those testimonials from those veterans, you want to tear on. your heart out, Come dude. Make me cry right now. Make <laughs> me started. Oh, he's in Toy Story three. That's what he's doing. That's cool. Oh, the there summer. you go. That's a good call. Yeah. I'm reading the IMDb. Yeah. Once I'm, again, I'm, though, you know I'm how sure long that, that takes like two or three days. Yeah. yeah, no, it doesn't take long. But it still is going to be huge. Like Kathleen was telling us uh, when we were in L.A. a long time ago, she was working on Curious George, and they had done a rewrite, I remember, and Will Ferrell had to come in and re-record all of his lines for the movie. And I, we were talking to her about it. I don't know if you remember this. And yeah, I, I asked her how long it takes to record the audio for a two-hour or a 90-minute animated piece, and she said Will Ferrell recorded uh, for two days, I think. Yeah. Two to three days, and that was it, and then he was done with the movie. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's exactly why I said two to three days yeah. for Toy Story 3. And then it's, a, it's a, like $200 million, two to three days. 
Yeah, I wonder do they do they get like normal salaries for doing that? I don't know. Um, we know Eddie Murphy made so much money because Shrek did well. Yeah, and he gets it just for playing that donkey. He's got a piece of Shrek though too, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. For doing for doing Shrek, he got he owned. I think the estimates were he owned somewhere between twenty and thirty percent of the movie. Man, that's oh, wow. fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. It goes wow. back to when they first started, but then Shrek became a juggernaut franchise. Yeah, Shrek 4 is not doing very well, though. Well, comparatively. Comparatively. But it's still, I mean, it's still it's made a, a ton of money. It's made out about 140, I'm going to guess $144 million so far. I, I think if you make an animated kids thing. 150. It's going to make Damn. a ton of money no matter what. I was close. What does it say? How much it costs to make? 165. Wow. Well, there you go. It's set. 165 to make an animated movie? How much is it made worldwide? I bet it's made more international than in the U.S. No, no, not nearly. The oh, same. really? Worldwide, but, about 208. Remember when Waterworld cost $200 million and everyone said, oh my God, this is terrible. Why would a movie ever cost that amount of money? Now, now it seems like every summer blockbuster is like 300, 400, 500 remember, million. Remember when Terminator 2 cost $80 million and everybody said that <laughs> a movie can't make $80 million? Yeah. Hey guys, remember when Avatar was going to be <laughs> yeah. the biggest bomb of all time because it cost $500 million? Nobody, nobody even talks about the budget of Avatar anymore. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I don't think anyone can figure out what the real budget yeah. is. It's like so tied into you know personal expenses and who knows like what do you count like how much research went into it and developing technology. So it it took, him, took him a decade to get because it doesn't matter because right? it's like it doesn't even matter. Yeah, you know it's like well, it doesn't matter because it made money. Right. If it bombed, it would have mattered a whole lot more. God, that, that movie has almost made. Two billion dollars on the foreign market alone, dude. If, you, if <laughs> the you're... foreign market alone, well, who, what movie? Avatar. It made how much? It's made almost two billion overseas. So what's it made worldwide? It's like it's like almost three now. Yeah, domestically <laughs> it's made seven hundred fifty million. So worldwide it's at two point seven billion dollars. God damn, dude. <laughs> that is that is crazy. That's pretty crazy. If you're James Cameron. Can you make another movie after that? I mean, I know everybody said that after Titanic. Like, what, what could you possibly do after Titanic? After a movie makes $600 million? Can you make a documentary about the oil spill in the Gulf. Yeah, I guess. God damn. Or just, maybe he just, maybe they, maybe his move is to wait, every, like, ten years between films so ticket prices are so high it's that much easier. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Apparently, Avatar is still in 84 theaters. It made $144,000 this past weekend. Good lord. It's not going to end up in the theaters nearly as long as Titanic. No. It- if I'm James Cameron, fuck y'all. <laughs> That's basically it. That's it's over. You know, I'm not making any more goddamn movies. I just do whatever, make my own movies, show them to myself. You know, you make you make your own fucking studio. Yeah. yeah. Crazy thing about James Cameron, that dude was a fucking truck driver, and when he was like 30 years old, decided he wanted to make movies, so he fucking rented some books from the library and decided to be a director. Yeah, he read. He would photocopy books about filmmaking and. That's how he'd do it. He worked yeah. for Corman, right? So how did he? Uh, so how did he get his gig doing? Was Terminator his first movie? No, his first no, movie Piranha was 2. Piranha Two. Oh right. He works with Roger Corman on some of those. You know, Corman would put out like twenty movies a year, and he worked on a few of those, and eventually made it up to like assistant assistant like uh, of uh, director of photography or something like that. I don't know what it was, but then he was given Piranha Two to work on and made that, and then. Uh, what 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 was after that Terminator? I feel like I uh was Terminator right at I don't think so. I feel like there was something else in there. I also feel like I owe it to James Cameron to see Piranha Two. What if that movie's awesome? Maybe have they shown that at the Draft House? I don't know. There's a new Piranha movie coming out. Piranha 3D. Right? Yeah, Piranha yeah. 3D. You know they filmed Piranha in San Marcos. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I I have a friend who was the lead actress in Piranha. Oh, really? She played the little girl, Susie Grogan. Did you like, go to school with her or something? Yeah, I went to school with her, yeah. She was much older than me. Yeah. Piranha Part 2 uh, preceded the Terminator. However, according to IMDb, he directed Xenogenesis before Piranha 2. What hmm. is that? And uh, That word he can pronounce. <laughs> Xenogenesis, Piranha 2, and then the Terminator. But uh, Xenogenesis has two directors listed for what it's worth. So... And no one's ever heard of Randall Frakes, though. Click on Randall Frakes. <laughs> See what Randall Frakes has been doing these oh, days. Oh, he, he's, he's still work. He's still writing. Oh, wow, look at that. Yeah, he's writing. He wrote Bad Karma and is writing Groupie and Empires of the Deep. He was a producer on Hell Comes to Frogtown. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to Frogtown, and Hell's coming with me. See <laughs> You know what came out? You know what came out, Jeff, that you and I should want to see? And What's once that? again, we don't even know it's out in theaters, and they're not marketing it, and I haven't seen it. New George Romero dead movie. Survival of the Dead, right? It's out. Is it really? It's out in theaters. I saw it listed at a movie theater up north. 
What the fuck? What the fuck, man? Why don't they market George Romero zombie movies? That's that's really depressing. Are you supposed to just find out by luck? It that might these be things are out? that last. Wasn't the last one like super bizarre and like all shot Survival, style? Yeah, Survival of the Dead. I think you shut your mouth. That's I'm George Romero. You're talking I'm just about. Saying, yeah. What was it called? What's this one? Library of the Dead. Survival. Survival of the Dead. <laughs> Survival of the Dead. The Dead on Vacation. Cemetery of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Blockbuster of the Dead. So they moved on to like random stuff from. Like time of day of the dead to, to yeah like there's yeah. an island of the dead I think right yeah that's what this one is about I think it's about an island and, oh okay and uh, it's people who are surviving the apocalypse by being very stringent as to what they do but islands a cool kind of environment because you have zombies walking out of the water and stuff that, George Romero must be a bitter fucking dude I would be bitter if I was George Romero I would too I really would be yeah oh absolutely because people just kind of like when. Making up – if I said to you, make up a monster, make up a monster that really nobody's seen before and give it its own set of rules and have it make sense to where people understand it right away, that is not an easy thing. Like a lot of the major stuff has been taken and he – you know, granted there were ghouls and, you know, you know what are they, whites? Is that what they are in Dungeons and Dragons? Uh-huh. And uh, there were things like that. There was some voodoo zombie stuff. But he really came up with a specific thing. With the brain stuff and getting shot in the head and that you know the whole idea of the zombie apocalypse that is his thing. Yep. And everybody just makes those movies now. Like, and they make tons of money off of it. Yeah, yeah, it's like if we all just made light sorted, you know, Star Warriors, you know, movies just because their Star Wars was popular. I would love to see, and this would be pretty hard to do, but maybe somebody that listens to the podcast is bored enough to try it, how much money every other zombie movie has grossed altogether. Every non-George Romero zombie movie. And they all credit him. They all say, yeah. like, they all say, and of course, George Romero, who basically invented this thing that we're all doing. Even Max Brooks is doing that. I get, I guarantee that World War Z, they make that in a movie. That will make more money than all the other zombie movies combined. That's a $200 million movie right there. Budget? No. Well, maybe. I don't know. But it'll make $200 million. It'll make $500 million. You think so? I don't know if it'll be that. If, they, if uh, they make the movie that's in that book, that's a five hundred. I don't think they you're can right make, about that. They can't make the movie that's in that book. No, they can't. But you can make a portion of it. it, it, needs, it, it I'll tell you what, too. It's a, probably a trilogy. If the first movie does well, you yeah. have the trilogy. It needs to be an HBO miniseries. It needs to be an HBO miniseries. That would that would be the perfect way to do that. To book. make that movie right, you would need to build another planet. <laughs> so you're saying <laughs> George, shoot on that planet? You're saying James Avatar? James Avatar? James, James Cameron is attached. <laughs> yeah, man, if James Cameron would do... Imagine if James Cameron said, I'm doing a horror movie next. God, that'd be great. That'd be fantastic. That'd be pretty cool, right? Yeah. What do you guys do next? Like, what could he possibly do next? He's making Avatar should... 2, I think. Oh, is he really? He should do a, a cop buddy comedy. He should make IMAX movies, documentaries about whatever it's called, Pandora. Just that. <laughs> like, take it seriously? Like, it's like, like uh, a National yeah. Geographic Pistotanic IMAX stuff. special about Pandora? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he did that? No, like, I said, I, I was trying to... Oh, yeah. That. That's yeah, that, that's exactly what I'm saying. Do you like, do you like I, that? Like the BBC Life have like I, Richard Attenborough do the voiceover I, for it. It's perfect. Oh, yeah. I would, I would pay to watch it. It's our idea. It's our idea. <laughs> dibs, <laughs> dibs, dibs. All right, we should probably wrap this up. We, we should lo- do it and credit him in the credit thing. And of course, thanks to James Cameron <laughs> for right. creating this world that we all stomp around in. Is there anything else you want to plug before we? Head I feel out? like I was barely here. Oh, uh, we didn't talk about the giant sinkhole. Oh yeah, end of the world. The crater. Giant sinkhole in Central America, Brazil. Right? No one was killed. I think it was Honduras, wasn't it, or Guatemala? No, I don't know. It was Honduras. In addition to the sinkhole, there was also two volcanoes that erupted in South America. There was really? also one Ecuador, under, Ecuador, and Guatemala. There's one underwater in the Pacific by Saipan. Really? Yeah, an underwater volcano has started uh, bubbling and causing uh, rumbling like it's going to erupt. Yay. Dude, this world is going to end. This sucks. Well, you know, with all these volcanoes just randomly going off, it does seem like, and I'm sure someone will tell me in the comments of this that this happens all the time and we don't pay attention to it, but it just se- does seem like there's more volcanoes. Am I crazy? It seems like there's a lot of volcanic action this year. It does. For sure. And we do have a major volcano in the middle of the U.S. Nobody talks about that, but we do. We have a huge super volcano. It's, like really? the, it's the biggest volcano in the world, isn't it? I think it's one of the four biggest. Like, there's four su- classified as super volcanoes. Wait, what, are you, what are you talking about? Look up Super Volcano on Wikipedia. Super back, 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 <laughs> up, back up my facts here. So we're not to do all these retractions next time we have a podcast. But Yosemite National Park is a massive, massive volcano that if it erupted, it would basically just split the U.S. in half. So what you're saying is which half would we be on? We, we might die. We'd be on the lava half. We're on the Gulf Coast, so we would, it, nothing would matter. If Roland Emmerich listens to this podcast... I bet in six months that movie won't be out. No, in 2012, that, the volcano erupts. Oh, I guess that's right. That's where yeah, Woody Harrelson right. is. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah that's a good call. 
So where are the super volcanoes? Jack? Uh, let's see. There's this six is, known super volcanoes: yeah. Yellowstone, Long Valley, yeah. Valles Caldera, uh, Lake only... Toba, North Sumatra, Tapo Volcano, and Ira Caldera. Long Valley, so Japan, like... New Zealand, Indonesia, United States. Uh, United States, United States. Those sound like they're all yeah. spread out. Where's there's, Long there, Valley? There's three in the U.S. In my pants. Where are the three? <laughs> it's, uh, it's Eastern California. Yeah. The Yellowstone, Long Valley, and Valles Caldera are all in the U.S. You know what? If I'm just looking at this from a top-level view, if all those super volcanoes have been placed in all those different parts of the globe, it seems like some kind of plan in place to, like, an eject button for, yeah. the, for the Earth, right? It's like, <laughs> in case shit doesn't work out, we can fall back and, like, ignite all the super volcanoes and just <laughs> start. It's like the halo rings. <laughs> we'll just start the <laughs> all over again. Do you think if every one of those volcanoes erupted, like, all six erupted at once, if anything on the Earth would live? I think if no. one erupted, we might have trouble. <laughs> You yeah, should, you should read the road. You should read that book, the road, the Cormac McCarthy book. You should definitely read it. Man, I don't. It seems so depressing. They don't say what the event is that kind of caused the apocalypse, but it's just like if the sun was cut off from ash and all that, what would happen to the earth? It's just nothing would grow. You couldn't do anything. Yeah, you would just you would just have the consumables that were available to you, and over time, those would just go away. And you're not going to outlive it, you know. You're not. You're. It's ten thousand years, or how? How long does that stuff stay in the? This, this like a nuclear winter or a volcanic, like a killer meteor kind of a thing. How it's, long would that stay? It's years. I mean, when the Krakatoa volcano erupted in Indonesia, you know, back in the 1800s, I think you know that was not nearly as big, and that you know affected the Earth for like three or four years. I watched a story on Discovery back when I had cable. There was a super volcano that blew up. Like eighty million years ago, it's it was it's what ended the age before dinosaurs, the dinosaur age, and it killed ninety eight percent of all life on Earth. They said that's insane. Yeah, and it obscured the sun for like five years or something. I gotta think people would all go. You know what I mean? The, the, what they're talking yeah. about is like microbes and yeah, no, yeah, know. right, yeah. People who work in the algae and shit. Too, <laughs> people who work in the permitting office. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, here you go. Um, yeah, I guess. Would the last time that an eruption occurred at Lake Toba, which was 75,000 years ago, it caused a millennial ice age that lasted for about 1,000 years and killed 60 to 75% of the human population at the time. Yeah, But we would still have a bike rack. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm sitting here really sad thinking about it. We could all be wiped out tomorrow and that bike rack would still be there. <laughs> i got to tear that bike rack out <laughs> as soon as we possibly can. All right, That's well, not fair. Let's get out of here so we can go tear out that bike rack. All right, let's do all it. Right. All right, thanks for listening. Bye. I had a really nice time, guys.